0: Hopefully, my good co host is pretty sick and tired of his asphyxiation and his adornment of rainy weather weekends. It's lights out, and away we go for episode 82 of the Eaton Asphalt Podcast. <laughs> like I just said in our intro, man, back-to-back, wet, wet ones. Um, this one, not as fun to talk about, I would nope. say. Um, I think uh, it was the most time-consuming race I think I've ever been a part of, and it was one of the least entertaining, but Ian, maybe maybe
1: it was just me. Maybe I was in a bad mood all weekend. Uh, did you take anything else from this? No, this was the least fun I've ever had watching F1 coverage, second only to Spa last year, but um, even it, it almost felt like a cheap little, uh, like a cheap little gift that they were giving us being like, okay, well this has sucked, but here's 38 minutes of racing. It's like, no, just can't do it again. Do it again next week. Just so boring, man. Uh, you know, we always, uh, we, I think we've talked about this on the podcast before, but like we, you look forward to a good rainy race and, and to the chaos, but like. It's, it's just like the F1 gods have been like, oh, you like rainy races? Well, we're going to go out back and smoke a whole pack of rainy races, and, and we'll see if you like them then, and uh, I don't.
0: Yeah, like in moderation, every, every you know, <laughs> once every eight weeks or so, Yeah, once every other month would be a nice rainy race, not like every single weekend. So, yeah, um, nope. I, could, I could not agree more. I, for how much they changed the rules – um, I feel like there could be some like um, combining of the minds and coming up with ways where weekends this crappy and this difficult that they could come up with some, um, some maneuvers around this, I, I would say. But um, I think we can get into that a little bit along with the, uh, the 28 laps or so that we had on Saturday. To talk about each of the things we're going to be covering, we have our Good, Bad, and Ugly, our Race Haikus, Race Recap. Our gambling corner, followed by our race predictions recap. So moving right along to our good, bad, and ugly.
1: Yeah. Before we do that, let's uh, let's talk about the one headline that I think we have, just because I think it'd be doing a disservice for us not to talk about it. Uh, Red Bull are cheaters, and we know about that now. It's 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 confirmed now, is it not? It it seems like it is confirmed.
0: Um, it seem the weird part is Red Bull confirmed cheaters. Aston Martin like. Um, like in yellow like if red green if it was green yellow red and like they're in the yellow spot it seems like they're just like oh they might have cheated still we're not entirely sure on that one so uh, it seems like Red Bull is the only red team in red of actual cheating. yeah
1: yeah I think uh, it was like procedural for Red Bull and Aston Martin mm-hmm. where it's like oh the way that they submitted this like was incorrect but it was just straight up like a uh, yeah, you spent too much for Red Bull specifically. And so like the internet is obviously ablaze anyway anytime there's, you know, anything related to uh, you know, the FIA basically, um, and them having to parse out cheating just because of Abu Dhabi last year you have all the Hamilton fans going crazy and saying, Well, this is why they won the championship <laughs> because they had yep. they had all this extra money uh, you have a Red Bull saying that they were uh, like you know they were completely fine the only thing that they spent too much on was like uh, was catering which was yeah, I think they were about between one and three million dollars over so that's some hell of catering that they're uh, that they're pulling off there like I'm assuming that it's just caviar every day but dude like it's it's like they knew that this was gonna get people's attention and it came out at the perfect time where the championship's no longer really in play and it hasn't been in play for a while but it's like it's over so like all right we need some kind of storyline. Let's do this, and let's get everybody mad about this, and it's working.
0: Yeah, yeah. I uh, the F one slash FIA's like PR person, I think, just likes chaos. It doesn't mean like it doesn't <laughs> yeah. matter if it's good or bad. They're just like, let's fuck shit up. Let's throw it yeah. out there. Uh, so yeah, I mean, they're timing this impeccable timing. Um, like you said, I don't know if they have just like Gordon Ramsay on fucking standby, but uh, like <laughs> yeah. th- if that's like the their main reason was team meals. Um, the, I saw, I mean, F one, yeah, like you said, F one Twitter was ablaze with some things. Like I, I think that's a pretty bad on as funny and crazy as the FIA's PR team is. The Red Bull PR team. Uh, I mean, what a what a slant to take that though. It's just being, oh, it's just like we're just we're too nice to our team, and we give them too <laughs> too good a food by millions of dollars.
1: There was also another picture of 2021 last year when Alex Albon was the reserve driver for Red Bull, and the meal that he had on his plate that he was getting photographed with was like it was literally like a hot dog, one of those like uh, you know those like potato French fries that come in the shape of a smiley face. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Like, you did it in elementary school. It's like, yeah, dude, it's like, these. this meal costs, like, eight bucks on the very high end, like, if you're getting it in Monaco. But, like, yeah, it was, I don't know, man. It's just, again, like... This is going to be one of the stories that we, that takes us easily, easily into the end of the season, if not, like, beyond just with people saying, like, all right, well, what's the, you know, what's the punishment going to be? I think they're probably just going to take some, uh you know, put the cost cap lower for Red Bull and then take their, you know, some, like, wind tunnel time away yeah. or something like that. But, like, if you take away if, – if somebody breaks the cost cap – and your punishment is like, all right, well, now you're going to have a lower cost cap. Like, what's to say? What's to say that this is not, not just like a feedback where yeah, right, they just right, keep breaking exactly.
0: the cost? Oh, no, dude, not again. Food. Yeah. And no matter what the crime is, uh, like, the means will not justify the ends for, for 90% of the people. they would be like, that's it? That's crazy? No. And, unless you go to the extent of, like, Max, sorry, you're losing that uh, driver's championship. People will be like, uh, I, we want more, 100%. So this is just going to be, just two sides of the battlefield, just more ammunition on both sides to defend and go after each other. So I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely like somewhat intentional. I bet Toto has just never been happier though.
1: Yeah, I I think uh, here's, dude. You want to get people talking. You want to get some new fans interested in the sport just because of like making headlines. Take Max's championship away because he just got the new championship. So you're not like taking away him ever being a champion, and mm-hmm. then just give the championship to Lewis, and that way it's just a, it's like a total shitstorm brewing. Oh, like god, I love dude. that. Oh <laughs> my god, yeah. Like,
0: I mean, if they want drama, dude, this is that is exactly what they need to be doing.
1: We're gonna have a new uh, like a uh, new drive to survive episode or just whole season actually about just this.
0: It's called The Decision. I mean, it's just, <laughs> it. instead of like the slap, you know, that one show, it's just The Decision, just what what ensues from there. But uh, I mean, I don't think the FAA ever mentioned like a timing or what the punishment should be, right? Like they didn't say like, oh, by next Monday, we'll know. It's just, here's our findings and then we'll let you know.
1: Exactly, yeah. And even if they did say, we'll know by next Monday, then we can probably yeah, what does expect that mean? to hear <laughs> by like four Mondays from now, so...
0: Well, yeah, I, I mean, I think that was really the only major headline that we wanted to talk about um, outside of this race. So uh, moving into our actual good, bad, and uglies about the race, I'll start with our good. Good is breaking records. So we've been pretty lucky, I would say, the last couple of years to see just a ton of records being broken. Uh, we had Lewis passing Michael and poles and wins, all a couple of different things. Mercedes breaking records as well. Now it's Max, kind of like that, was kind of the Mercedes reign, uh, the end of that reign of breaking all these records. Max seems to be building up some repertoire as well, and he just tied Fernando Alonso for 32 race wins, uh, which I thought. I mean, it's crazy to see at his age. Like we're, I, I feel like we're gonna say this so much over these next couple of years. It's being like, shit, he broke this record at this age. Oh, Alonso is 42 and he's already tied him for 32 race wins and then he's also won 12 of the last 18 races this year and there's only one shy of tying Schumacher and Sebastian Vettel for most wins in a year. So I mean obviously winning um you know this early the drivers championship this early in the season it is a testament of how good of a season he's having and then um so yeah I mean just a couple couple of nice impressive records about to be broken or tied for Max uh so I'm only assuming with five, four or five races left, that he will break those probably and some more.
1: I feel like he's the he's the records guy on the track.
0: Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, if you thought Lewis was breaking records, yeah, just wait till like, Max is in his 30s. Good Lord. Yeah, Jesus. All right, my bad. I mean, I don't want to harp on it, but I'm going to have to. But um, I don't know what these rules – like, some rules in the FIA, what they mean and how can they be taken – so vastly different different um a rule that was updated last year specifically from spa to stop things kind of like what we saw this weekend from happening somehow was taken in the exact opposite direction so um obviously there was a minimum uh or under a minimum of laps raced in spa it was just an ugly race in general and they just put in a uh, a rule kind of being like hey a timing factor that we consider as well as like getting partial points instead of just an entire point for a race that no one had any actual like means to act, do something in the race. So it seems like a very similar situation. Um, and then they take basically what people understand is, Hey, we're going to hand out, you know, partial points. Um, the FIA takes differently and they like their explanation. I still, I've read it maybe six, seven different times of why they, this is not the case. Um, still fully don't understand it, but yeah, they got awarded full points for this race. And causing Max to officially win the driver's championship this weekend. I've only read about four or five different articles about this, so maybe there will be like a um, F1 for Dummies like article that comes out that makes makes me understand how <laughs> this happened to be fully points. I, I'm still you know digging in the archives to understand what the hell happened with that. But that is my bad. A little frustration. There's a reason why you do uh, rule upgrades and changes for specific reasons and then when that same reason comes around doing the same thing regardless. My ugly is going to be Williams making maybe the biggest mistake of their constructor life. A mere weeks after getting the boot for 2023 Nicholas Lativi did what just 20 other drivers did in 2022 on the F1 grid. He scored fucking points and as much as we riff on the guy, I actually do think it is kind of cool to see him go like not leaving the sport for good with zero points on the year he leaves. So a uh, little tip of the cap, snaps for for a boy Nicholas for getting some points. The twenty-first driver on the grid to score points this year.
1: Yeah, I mean we finally us in the in the uh, Latifi, I think is what we're going with uh, the love it. team. Um, we finally got our day in the sun, even though it was super rainy out and yeah, dude, two points, not even, not even a single point, dude. He brought home, he really brought home the bacon this weekend and we're yeah. happy about that.
0: Yeah. He's had some, well, just some, uh, shocking, surprising weekends randomly. the P1 and FP3 a uh, month and a half ago, this, like there's just some surprise, like he's still got some tricks up his sleeve, which, uh, <laughs> it's, it's nice to see.
1: All right, good stuff. My turn. My good, bad, and ugly, starting with the good. I'm gonna go. Uh, my, I, I'm gonna go with uh, with slim margins for my good because Max during qualifying got pulled by one hundredth of a second, um, and then the final lap, Sebastian Vettel came around the corner and drag had to, like a little drag race against Fernando Alonso, and that mad dash came out to uh, just about the same. So it's just crazy, like. I know it's nothing new. Like it happens every time. There's like fractions of seconds that uh, that kind of decide this sport. But like seeing that. Next to each other, uh, like seeing, seeing Alonzo and Vettel next to each other, was really like, oh, okay. So during a quality lap, like that's how close the guys are, you know, and that's how close Max and Charles were. That is so wild that that's the case, but all right. And my bad is going to be, uh, Max Verstappen's championship reaction. When he found out he was champion, uh, they were like in the cool down room. He was talking to the people around him, and they're like, oh, how does it feel to be champion? And he's like, oh, well, I'm not champion yet. I'm like, uh, yeah, you are, dude. And it's kind of like we've had, you know, the – like when Sebastian Vettel won his first championship, it was like the most – like it's, you know, it's an like, iconic radio call. of Like, oh, unbelievable. Thank you so much. And like, uh, you know, I've, I've heard that many times, and this time with Max, it was just like, oh, wait, for real? Like I'm like – confirmed like you're positive so it was just like that was yeah. such a such like kind of a kind of a bummer to see how that was you know that was how uh, it was kind of like broken to it
0: yeah i mean he had asked like four different times i know and he was just like i mean what's the deal i know not even for him but like the commenters they didn't know what the deal was like no one no. understood and i feel like if, the, if a rule is that confusing then it has to you got to come up with a better rule so yeah, uh, yeah i mean The rule is so vague in the first place, but I I, I don't know. I mean, you can take as like we said, I mean, there's so many different interpretations, I guess, depending on who you are. Um, And yeah, it's just unfortunate that you just don't know right away based off of how the race went. You have to kind of like wait till someone else decides like, oh, this, this actually is going to count for a full race. Here you go. And you're like, oh, okay.
1: Takes the theater out of it, you know. I want to see some. I want to see some uh, some build up and and some like big climax. But you know, sometimes you just can't get it. Uh, You know a lot about that. My ugly is uh, all right. The tractor situation. Let's talk about that. Uh, So on lap, I think it was lap two. Pierre had come in. Pierre had that incident where he was like dragging some debris around with him. He came into the pit uh, and then came out and was trying to catch up to everybody. And uh, there was a tractor on the track. So, um, if you don't know, like Jules Bianchi back in, I think it was 2014, 2014, 15. Um, that was how Jules Bianchi died. Was he in Suzuka? It was a very rainy day. He lost control of the car, similar to how Carlos Sainz did. And, uh, and he slammed into a track, a tractor, like a rescue vehicle. Um, so the fact that like that was a situation that the FIA, you know, whether or not they like meant to. They did put the drivers in, you know, the most recent death in Formula One, like here's basically that same scenario, same setting, same place, same like, you know, weather that was bad, like just objectively Mm. bad. What I thought was the ugly part of it was that uh, it just seemed like they were trying to – like they were actively trying to not talk about it. Like they had a clown show with Ted Kravitz going and like sit, standing next to the piece of advertising that Pierre was dragging around. Like the piece of Rolex green uh, green billboard. He's like joking around about that. It just felt like it was totally – like the deflection was so obvious. Twitter was not having it at all. It was like, hey, guys, like talk about it to the point where finally like Crofty – Crofty was like, oh, so uh we are seeing some some uh some comments on Twitter about the tractor. Like we don't know too much about that. It's like, dude, you you are going to have like two hours of downtime. Like, figure it out. Like, figure out what happened and <laughs> talk <laughs> about <laughs> that. Like for for nothing else than just to be able to fill time. But yeah, man, I like definitely bad that the tractor was out there. Pierre was super pissed, and then even worse was just like the cover-up. It's like, guys, what are we doing? Like, you know, let's not Let's not uh, let's not take no responsibility here.
0: Yeah, man. Um, it was kind of eerie to me, honestly. Like, uh, how, like you said, how all these things kind of lined up. Eleven, I mean, yeah, like six, seven, eight years ago. To uh, same track, everything like that. And I was even saying, yes, like before the race, I was like, this is kind of lining up. I think this would be kind of weird for Charles. Like, uh, you know, this is just too similar of things, kind of setting up. And then, yeah, had a pretty. It, it wasn't a bad crash but it definitely could have been like i mean he he just was flying across the track and he luckily he was just not in an area where there was a wall around for a little bit to slow down but um yeah uh, I just i thought that the the way it was handled was a little bit yeah just kind of like poking fun at it and then Gasly almost like almost decking that tractor yeah like right? it was just I, 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 I did he end up getting a penalty
1: or anything for that i thought he did Uh, Yeah, so that was the other fun part about that situation was that, like, because he was catching up, I guess he was, like, over 250 kilometers an hour, which you're not allowed to be during a safety car, so he ended up, like, getting a penalty which just, again, goes to more of the deflection, like the seeming deflection of, like, oh, well, yeah, like maybe we did something wrong, but hey, he did something wrong too, so he's gonna get a penalty. It's like, okay, well, then you did something that, you know, could have cost someone their life in the same way that the last person who died in this sport, like, lost their life. Like, who? what's your penalty?
0: <laughs> and they were like I, I and
1: saw, after- like, I saw, yeah, I was gonna say, I saw Gasly's onboard of how close he
0: was, and then I think there was, like, kind of a, a camera angle off the side of the track. Dude, it was
1: it was very close. And he he was he was moving pretty quick for for a yellow. Yeah. It was it, I mean it just could have been so so bad. And like imagine that would have been like one of those like weird like weird fun facts where it's like, "Oh, like did you know that the last two drivers to die in Formula 1 were French guys in Japan on a rainy race at Suzuka?" It's like, "Okay, well, like that's we don't we don't need that,
0: <laughs> <You know? laughs> Just the next time they're just like French drivers are just banned.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Esteban no, Esteban's today, like Esteban retires and P just goes out of business. <laughs> um, all right, that's my good, bad, and ugly. Uh, let's move on into the episode and talk about our race haikus. All right, my race haiku for this uh, past weekend in Suzuka. No more wetness, please. Total FIA clown show. Oh, and Max is champ. Thank you. Thank you very much.
0: Very nice. Very nice. Spaniard cha-cha slides. Latifi earns his stripes. Yay.
1: See you in Austin. Love it. Good stuff. See you in Austin, baby. Woo! I needed to get a little
0: bit of like excitement. You know, there's just a gloomy weekend here, and so
1: I had to look for something a little positive. Am I right? Yes, sir. All right, let's go on to our uh, expedited race recap since we only had 38 minutes of racing here.
0: All right, moving to our race recap. Quals of free practice, not too much. Um, Gasly didn't uh, get out of Q1. He uh, he was pretty pissed off at, on the radio being like, you know, you didn't take out the car at the same time. A little, He's like, why don't I get the same treatment? I don't know if this is early thoughts of like, hey, you know, I'm not on the team next year. You know, the focus is going to be on Yuki, and in 2023, what the hell is going on? So uh, yeah, I wonder if it's just got to be so weird. Uh, anytime this happens, and uh, either one team or a driver chooses the other direction, kind of how that the rest of that looks, but. Um, I think he's starting to feel a little bit of frustration. Probably ready to get the hell out of there. The only thing I wanted else I wanted to talk about is Max just getting pulled by um, one tenth of a second. So, one uh, one like you said, oh sorry, one sorry, hundredth. yeah, one one hundredth. out of zero to that one. <laughs> one one hundredth of a second. Um, which man? I mean, Ferrari just can't get more gut punches than that, uh, that the, uh, finding out that the, the way that, uh, the driver's championship was officially over. Um, I mean, just a tough weekend for them in general, tough weekend for Charles, but, uh, man, I mean, I, I, I don't know when the, the last time, like a closer finish for pole would have been.
1: I, I talked about this in good, bad and ugly, but it's like, dude, like starting now, to now, break that up into 100 different pieces. <laughs> and Like, yeah. that, like one of those pieces with what they won by. It's just crazy. This sport is crazy. Game inches. Yeah. Alright, and let's move on from quals into the top five constructors in the Constructors' Championship, starting off with McLaren. Uh, only getting one point on account of Lando Norris's P10. Uh, Danny Ricciardo just outside of the points in P11. They sit at 130 points now. So, kind of an underachieving weekend. A little bit of back to reality, I think, Uh, You kind of got my hopes up in Singapore a little bit. Uh, I was ready to be let down, and I'll be honest, I thought the letdown would happen at a slower rate than it did, but here we are. We are 13 points behind in the championship again. Hopefully the Alpine can just go back to having some uh, some double DNFs, and we can try to inch back in the four races that remain here. Yeah, three races. I, Is it four races? Three or four races? Four races. I was <laughs> right. I'm the best. Yeah. Never never doubt.
0: Um, yeah, man. I I don't know. I'm taking it as more of just like volatility from both teams. So yeah. like I I just wouldn't be surprised if you know we see maybe not next weekend, but at some point in these next four races. A similar thing where it's just like Alpine was just fucking terrible. McLaren looked like they were McLaren of the last couple of years. Um, I it just it's it's weird how um, especially these last you know last week was flipped McLaren, Alpine, Alpine. Like when they're having when they're off, the other team is a little bit on, uh, which I, I th- it makes a little bit of a roller coaster. So I do enjoy it. So um, yeah, it's just Alpine was on the the better set of luck this this weekend.
1: Yep. You enjoy it? That makes one of us?
0: Uh, I mean, yeah, I enjoyed it. I mean, speaking of that fourth-place team, we'll just move straight into that with Alpine uh, with 143 points, so got 18 full points this weekend. Esteban Ocon, P5, up to P4. Fernando Alonso, P7, staying at P7. Um, I think we will talk about this during our uh, our gambling corner, but my God, um, I mean, it was what hundredths of a second um caused me to lose out on one of my bets yeah. and fernando to get that top six so that was just that was the only thing that i was really bummed out. i mean it was just i was watching that last lap and i was like holy shit like i i i couldn't tell straight on when they were finishing the line i was like i don't know who won um so it was that close for me unfortunate for that but um overall yeah Good, good week for them. I'm just expecting next weekend for them to have, like you said, a double DNF or an one Alcon, P17, or something something weird again.
1: I certainly hope so. That would at least make the last <laughs> make the last part of the season interesting. But, yeah, dude, I mean, 18 points is more than our third-place team, a Mercedes who only walked away with 14 points this weekend. Uh, Lewis Hamilton going from P6 qualification to P5, and George Russell calling and finishing in P8. Uh, so 387 points all but sure's up that they're going to be in, uh, you know, that they're not going to move up to, you know, to second place or anything like that. So, yeah, I, I not not much. Pretty, pretty boring race from their side. Um, just like kind of a, a simple strategy that was sort of the obvious one. And, yeah, George's funniest moment when he praised his own overtake, like it was it was showing it live and then showed the radio right after. It like it was a, it was a good overtake, admittedly. But right after he was like, oh, that was a good one. It's like okay, dude. Let it, like let your engineer say that. Don't <laughs> don't don't hit a home run and then start clapping yourself on the way down to first. Like I don't know. It was it was just a weird one.
0: All right. Well, uh, not much to talk about Mercedes. We'll move on to Ferrari with uh, coming home. So good for good going back on Alpine. Good for Alpine. Uh, second most points this weekend with eighteen because Ferrari got fifteen points, one above Mercedes with four hundred fifty four points. Charles no, Charles Leclerc P2 to P3 and then Carlos Sainz the P3 to an early DNF Like we said uh, unfortunate for signs, but I just thought that uh, with the weather and um, just the Slickness and how far he actually slid in that kind of speed could have been a lot worse Leclerc struggled at the very end the last couple laps on the intermediates doing his very best to hold off Perez Just lost it a little at the end on the chicane five-second penalty uh, officially ending his championship hopes so um, so I don't I don't know and I think we'll I want to talk about it a little bit with Red Bull but I I just feel like on the complete opposite end Ferrari just like the maintenance of their tires and tire degradation and their tire degradation is like I don't know how two cars can be so different in my opinion I don't know I just feel like uh, when you look at Red Bull you look at Max how well he is supposed to do with those, any tar, tire he's given, he just kills it. And then like Ferrari's just always struggling towards the end on, it, it seems like they're always picking the wrong tire. And then it's like, oh, we should have known that this tire just only lasts three laps.
1: Yeah, it's, it is weird. Uh, there was a picture actually I saw of, it was like a Ferrari tire and a, uh, and a Red Bull tire at the end of the race. They had had, like, pretty comparable number of laps they had run on them, and it was, like, a notable difference. It was like, oh, this one looks like it has been, like, you know, basically burnt. <laughs> it's, it's, like, you know, bald as shit. And then the Red Bull one still looked intact. I mean, Red Bull's probably cheating with all that uh, Yeah, I mean, right. money, with so all that fucking
0: classic, yeah, extra money. Dude. They probably did a bunch of fucking tire racers as fuckers.
1: Caviar my ass, dude. <laughs> <laughs> they
0: were probably, uh, like, third-party consultant to, like, Bridgestone or
1: something like that, just yeah. got outside tire people and just <laughs> all over them. Speaking of consultants, I don't know if you know this, but I think the I think the financial side of the FIA is run by somebody who used to work for Alpha Tauri, and so that was a nice. Mm. But you know, it was just more kindling the for the dance, Twitter dude. dumpster fire. <laughs> yeah, being like, oh, like I, you know, if they. Basically, they were saying if Max doesn't get his championship taken away, like we know why it's because of the the Tower guy working for the FIA. It's like ah, getting a little ahead of ourselves, but I like yeah, the geez, you what know a fucking stretch, I, dude. I fucking, like the get spirit. those tinfoil hats on. People yeah. love it. Um, all right, speaking of Red Bull, six hundred nineteen points, forty three points that they're walking away with. Uh, Max Verstappen pole to victory. Sergio Perez going from P four to P two thanks to Carlos Sainz crashing out. And Charles getting that penalty that we talked about. Just another perfect weekend. I mean, Red Bull one two. Um, you know, won't be. I, th- I think they're It's either like next race or the race after that they can seal up the constructors championship. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's just it's it's everybody's driving cars and Max uh, is just driving his rocket ship. So yeah, um, yeah. I mean, nothing, nothing much to say. Congrats to a, a, again as we mentioned, kind of an anticlimactic. Uh, victory for the championship but you know still a championship it'll still go down so hor- it was a historic weekend you know we'll, we'll look back on this weekend and yeah see that's when it happened so how about that yeah how fun was that
0: where were you where were you on this weekend
1: i was fucking, uh, about 90 percent asleep <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah yeah just fucking wishing i could be doing anything else but try to watch this fucking race
1: yeah it was fume. it was a fuming that i had been in front of the tv for two hours and i had seen one and a half laps of racing <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, and it is. I mean, it's a bummer with four laps or four races left that the closest, like in order, is the you know battle for fourth place and with a thirteen point gap, because everything else was pretty pretty sealed sealed and dealed. Um, I'm not even gonna say it actually. That's really too depressing. But like uh, <laughs> never mind. Never mind. I was just gonna be like, why are we gonna watch? <laughs> What's the point of watching? If everything's fucking sold and figured out already. <laughs> no point.
1: Alright, and well. that does it for our race. <laughs> <laughs> we got all that. All right, coming into our gambling corner. Uh, this weekend started off with Marco at 103 points and me uh, 103 points, 103 dollars, and me at 80 dollars. So a little bit of a disparity there, but um, you know I got lucky with my Red Bull double podium finish. Got assisted by that uh, by that Charles penalty by the end, just because I mean he was going to be in third anyway, but now it's like a you know a pure podium, a nice one-two finish. And I lost my uh, George beating Lewis and Quali bet. So uh, going from uh, from yeah eighty bucks to eighty five bucks. That's a positive weekend in my book. How did you do? Yeah, very nice.
0: Yeah, not bad. I did uh, first lap retirement plus one twenty. Nailed that one. Thank you, Carlos. And then uh, Fernando Alonso, like I said, top six missed that out by hundredths of a second. Um, So just came out with uh, basically two dollars. So went from one hundred three to one hundred five. So still, I mean, if you're riding with me, you've made five (laughs) dollars or half a unit
1: half of a unit baby let's go boys i i hope to be in the positive myself one day but we'll have to wait down for austin um and finally let's get into our race prediction race prediction is not great this week (laughs) we'll be honest (laughs) you know what the craziest
0: part is both only got one but yep. it, both getting the wild card prediction, is, it's pretty impressive,
1: if you if you ask me. I'm saying, we called Latifi points right, or I called Latifi points right, and you called Alpine taking a double-digit lead, which were both pretty out there. So, yeah, I think, again, this is another scenario where we both get equal points, but we, you know, it's like a three-times multiplier. So maybe yeah, we Yeah, that, <laughs>
0: that moral victory is boosting.
1: All right, so there it is, the race predictions recap. We are tied up at 84. 80, 25 points each um, going into, let's see, we've got four races left. Speaking of the most exciting one for your boys at the Eaton Asphalt Podcast, we got two weeks until we're racing in the United States of America in Austin, Texas. Till then, we will see you soon. See you, assholes. See you, assholes. Texas accent. Nice. Nailed it. In the U.S. of A. See assholes, but unless you have something else, I can say that. Nope, that's, that's lovely. And...